0: Hey everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, aka the Beard Guy here, and welcome to another lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about seven little-known but effective ways to grow your e-commerce store. So we're going to be talking about diving into these seven uh, little-known ways. Uh, we're going to learn the biggest mistakes e-commerce sellers make when they're growing their store, and if there's still space for new businesses to build an audience and sales without paid ads. I think that's going to be awesome. Anyways, welcome to another Lunch with Norm e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Lunch
1: with lunch with lunch with
0: All right. I got to apologize. I was late today. We're starting this about 30 minutes late. Hopefully we've got the word out to everybody, all of our listeners. But today, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about seven little known, but super effective ways to grow your store. Our guest is an entrepreneur and an e-commerce coach helping businesses out through just deciphering the noise, getting high quality traffic to their stores and converting the sales. She's co-founder of Traffic Ninjas with her husband, Kristen, having served 500 plus businesses across 35 countries. Before coming an entrepreneur, uh, Sylvia uh, had a corporate executive career and a steady, (laughs) look at I was late, I just got out of my car. Had a steady cushy job that was a brain that was just brain numbing, which compelled her to burn bridges and just venture on her own path. Today, we're going to be talking to Sylvia Myers, and this is a first time guest, so I can't wait to talk to her. And before we do that, though, let's have a word from our sponsor. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors who help keep our podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post-Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Patent Law, Hone Worldwide, Netfluence.co, Video Telepathy, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. I just want to let our sponsors know you're awesome. Now let's get back to the show. Kelsey's awesome too. Where is he? We should start that hashtag. Kelsey's awesome that. too? Yeah. Yeah,
1: very good. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing great. I'm, yeah, it's been a little bit of a hectic morning, I'd say, but uh, I think we made it through. and uh, Crazy morning. A great show. Yeah.
2: But anyways,
1: uh, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Lunch with Norm podcast. It's good to see Cool Hand, Connor, we have Marsha joining us. Hope you're having a wonderful week two it's it did go uh, by pretty fast today or uh, this week and Michael Eastman great to see you as well and uh yeah let's see um if you're new to the podcast this is a live podcast uh, if you have questions for Sylvia and Norm um feel free to ask away in the comment section um we'll reply to you um usually we take our Q&As at the end of the episode so around the 30-40 minute mark um and you can also join the Lunch with Norm Facebook group. That's Lunch with Norm, Amazon FBA, and e commerce collective. If you want more updates, if you want to join the community, um, it's a great place to ask questions about your Amazon or e commerce business. Uh, we also put up polls, ask questions ourselves, uh, just to kind of get the feel for the audience and um, what's happening in the Amazon world. But, anyways, smash those like buttons, give us a thumbs up if you are enjoying today's episode or you're excited about today's episode and um yeah i think that's it we can jump into it and uh, get going with today's episode
0: very good so uh like kelsey said if you have any comments or questions throw them over in the comments section so sit back relax enjoy the podcast and welcome hey there thank you
2: so much for having me thanks no so great to be here oh no problem and we even
0: made you stay up later (laughs)
2: Uh, actually i'm not in australia yeah um it's funny we we are in australian business we are from australia but we're currently based in mexico so i'm just an hour behind you i guess oh okay i was
0: telling kelsey like we were we were running late and i was saying how bad i felt because i was going to keep you up but at least I don't feel that bad now. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's totally fine. And uh, normally, normally we are based in Australia, but you know, with everything that has gone um, in the world for the the last couple of years and uh, the world started to open up and, you know, e-commerce is such an exciting um, industry for us. And we wanted to attend all of these like trade shows and, and masterminds and Um, You know, because we didn't know what was going to happen. We just beat the bullet and we uh, moved in February and we're staying for about a year. So it's definitely been a new experience for us.
0: Oh, very nice. So today uh, and anybody who's listening right now, uh, just if you do have questions, throw them over. We're going to be talking about driving traffic. And I, I get so many questions about external traffic, driving traffic over to your e-com store so every amazon seller many amazon sellers are selling off amazon or they're driving traffic over to a store that drives traffic back to amazon so it's so important that we touch on this subject today we've got the expert and if you do have questions about this this is a uh, this is one of those subjects that i get tons of questions about whenever i go traveling anywhere so we're going to start off right off the bat And we're just going to name them, but you've got seven techniques or seven strategies that you use to drive traffic over to stores that many people just aren't using.
2: Yes, that's right. So um, I put together a list because I was thinking like, hey, you know, I really want to go after kind of the little known untapped things in between where, you know, so many of you guys have like, uh, you know, done Facebook ads and Pinterest ads and, you know, YouTube ads and whatnot. But it's really about like finding the golden nuggets in there um, and tapping into into the little known stuff. So the seven things we're going to be talking about is first, uh, how to focus on shoppers, not traffic, right? Uh, Because that's one of the really, really big points. Um, You know, there is a difference between having a visitor and there is a difference between having a shopper in your store. So we're going to be touching up on that. Uh, And then uh, second, we're going to talk about how to understand social media and how they actually work. Because if you understand the principle of that, then no matter what algorithm changes, uh, you are not dependent, right? You're not uh, a slave or a victim or uh, how shall I say, a prisoner of any of these platforms, but you can actually use them to grow your store effectively over a long period of time. Uh, we will also be talking about how to replicate uh, an online shopping experience that shoppers are looking for offline. I think this is like super important, and uh, again, so many store owners just want to go for the little hacks, you know, like, hey, I just want—I've um, just heard that if I install this plugin, you know, that's going to increase my conversion rate. Um, but without understanding what the shopping experience needs to be, often that this can really hurt them a lot. And then we are going to talk about uh, number four: uh, how to go for the untapped shoppers because this is super, super important. There is literally a space where 98% of all businesses out there do not play. Um, And I want all of you guys to take part of that because it's, it's literally huge. Number five, we'll be talking about how to build a chair that's got at least four legs, but definitely not just one, because you can kind of balance your business on one leg for a little while (laughs) uh, before it's going to crash. And you know, Guys, all of this, like I'm speaking from my own experience, you know, I crashed and burned um, many, many times over. Um, so I think it's really important. Uh, number six, we will talk about how to actually focus on the main thing to grow your business. And um, again, this is super simple, but like majority of businesses, when they start growing and scaling, they just completely go off that. And number seven, how to run your business like a small business. Again, this sounds like so obvious, how to run it like a small business, not as a corporate company, but it's often overlooked and like it's just a small tweak, how you can literally unlock that growing potential in your store.
0: So just listening to you talk about those seven, like just the, the overview, I could do a podcast on each one of those you know they're they're so great and uh, i can't wait to dive into it so i don't think we're going to have enough time to really get into all of them and i i mean the, the some of the stuff that you're talking about are so simple and if you don't do it pick the last one running a business like isn't it you know that time what does it really mean and if you're not action-oriented if you I always say, if you've got great intentions, that's nothing. It's the people that take action that really see the results. And uh, this is one thing that you could put into action right away. Where many e-commerce companies or Amazon sellers don't really consider themselves entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, well, they are. And uh, I just want to dig into it. So enough. I, if Kelsey didn't warn you, I'm long-winded. So, uh, uh, (laughs) sorry about that. Anyway, let's talk about the very first um, uh, item that you brought up today.
2: Okay. So, how to focus on getting shoppers and not actually traffic, right? Right. That's really, really important because, uh, you know, often we hear entrepreneurs say, hey, I'm having traffic, but I don't actually have any sales. Like there must be something wrong with my product. You know, my product might not be in in demand, and maybe I need to do a different color or make it cheaper. And often we find that business owners do what I call the mumbo jumbo, you know? Like they change the pictures in their store and they upload a new product and change the price and maybe put a fancy app and it still doesn't work. And mainly that the reason for that is because they're really focusing just on getting any traffic to their store rather than looking actually... At the shoppers and who are these shoppers and um you know typically we've got three main categories of of shoppers the first one is what we call like the swipers or the scrollers right so we kind of already getting the idea of who these swipers or the scrollers are you know these are people on social media who are really just bored they're not you know they're not really majority of them are not shoppers majority of them are not qualified they're just they're just passing the time, passing the time, passing the time. They're browsers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, there is a huge potential capturing those as well, but we just need to understand how to do that, and we can talk about that later. Um, so the first category of the shoppers are the ones that are swappers and the scrollers, and you get in front of them, obviously, on social media. Now, the second second big uh, main type of shoppers is the ones that we call That know I know what I want. So I know what I want, shoppers. And those, those ones, I know what I want, shoppers, are really highly qualified, super, super, super untapped shoppers that essentially don't care if they've never met you before, they want your product. They want your product, okay? And I'm kind of might be even jumping a little bit here in between the points when it's relevant, if that's okay. No problem. Um, So essentially, you know, there are literally guys like over 8 billion searches every single day, over 8 billion searches every single day on the search engines. And over 98% of businesses are not going for any of those shoppers. And why is that? Because they're like, oh, but we don't know how to, or it's too difficult. Um, You know, we might need an agency for that, who we're going to pay arm and a leg. But that's not what it's all about. Like the I know what I want shoppers are the hottest shoppers who are going to be literally going for any product that you've got um, that suits their needs. Um, And they, you know, do not care if they never met you before. So the really important part is to obviously understand how to get uh, after the I know what I want shoppers. And the third type of shoppers are the as seen on TV. You know these guys, like as seen on TV, are the guys who are a little bit more status driven. You know they want something that somebody else has, something that's mm. been approved. You know something that's got a badge that is going to give them either comfort or a little bit of a um, little bit of um, social status approval. You know this is where uh, we can start talking about influences, right? Uh, And who is the right influencer to essentially collaborate with for your store? Because again, like I've seen countless of numbers of brands um, that have paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to some flashy influencer who was not the right person for the product and for the audience. So we just have to understand like, who are your shoppers? Who are your shoppers guys? Like forget traffic. Like, who are your shoppers? <clears throat> because traffic can be just anybody, right? And we're not after anybody coming to our store. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we want those shoppers who will actually turn into a high-value sale.
0: So, one of the uh, the ways that I've explained it on the Amazon side, and this is exactly what you're talking about. So that browsing um, shopper, let's say that they're looking for a. Pet treat or pet shoes they have no idea what they want. They're just browsing. Then you've got the person that says, "Oh, I w- I want a bully stick." Okay, now that's a buying shopper. But then you have somebody that says, "I want best bully sticks," or, and that's an actual brand name. It's a it's a very popular bully stick. But you know, there that is a either a motivated buyer. They're looking for a brand or If they drop it down and they're very specific and they want a six inch odorless bully stick. I mean, these are those customers that are hot that they want to buy something. Am am I summing that out right? Uh, Summing it up, right?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, the interesting thing is that often businesses decide to not to go after those shoppers because they think, Oh, there's just too much competition. But You know, I like to look at it as a small business owners. You know, we don't have that kind of resources as big businesses do, you know? So we've got to look at, okay, what is it that the big business is not interested in? Like, in other words, like what are the leftovers, right? And when it comes to e-commerce stores, you find out that actually those leftovers are like, have a potential to be doing over six figures a month. For your stores, just the leftovers, right? I'll give you an example. Um, again, uh, similar what, to what you described, Noam, um, when, when it comes to um I guess expressions like fashion, right? So many, so many people just browse online, oh, let me just look at the fashion trends or what is Kim Kardashian wearing? Well, that's not really what we're interested in. But if I'm selling yellow summer dresses that have their floral yellow floral summer dress that I, and I actually did this, uh, exercise just recently. There is thousands of searches that big businesses just don't want because for them it's too small, but for a small business, this can be completely a complete game changer.
0: Got it now for the second one. So let's go through and anybody who's listening right now, we've got these seven points. If anybody has questions about any of the points as we're going through them or just a, a very broad question, just let us know uh, and we'll be answering them, answering them uh, towards the end of the show. So if anybody has questions about this, the, the, the first topic, you know, just shoot them in the comment section. And then uh, the second topic, let's talk about it.
2: So the second topic is really understanding how social media work, right? And guys, unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm also speaking from my own experience. You know, I, I've spent uh, over half a million dollars of my own money on social media advertisement and crushed and burned. And, you know, I've made all the mistakes, right? So uh, so understanding how social media work is really important because what we see typically is that all platforms will give you exposure when they need you more than you need them, okay? So we've got to remember that like, hey, you know, like previously, you know, last year the big trend was TikTok and it still is a big trend is a TikTok, you know, like oh, TikTok is giving me exposure, let's go there. Well, that's all well and good, but you've got to understand why is it giving you exposure and what's going to happen next, right? Because we've had this same, exactly the same thing five years replicated on Facebook then we had it replicated on Instagram then we had it replicated on Pinterest now it's happening on TikTok right so what we've got to understand is that every platform it's kind of like it's kind of like a TV channel and when they are new this TV channel is trying to bring in new shows And they're like, hey, I've got a slot. You can broadcast your show for free. I've got a slot. I've got a slot. But as that show drives in viewership, then the channel gains on importance. And then suddenly they say, hey, but now you've got to pay to play. And this is really important for us to understand as we go through the opportunities, right? So we are always looking for, okay, where is it right now that social media needs me more than I need them? And right now, uh, it's really all in short-form videos. And when I say short-form videos, we've got to understand how to use that to that untapped potential, right? Because again, we can just say, well, you know, I've been making short-form videos like so many times and I've posted one on Facebook and I've posted one on TikTok and I've posted one on Pinterest and it just didn't work. Well, because it's not the short-form video that's going to make the sale for you, for your store, for your product, but it's the short-form video that's going to give you the exposure and the sale is going to happen with what, what's inside that short form video. So, for example, I can tell you, uh, and I can give you an example. One of our uh, one of our customers, she is selling sustainable racks, and she put literally like a short video out there. Uh, she had no followers on that platform at that time, and it got over 800,000 views and a ton, a ton, a ton of sales. But what we need to understand is like what's inside the video, right? It only took her like 10 minutes to create, but she was clearly selling the product without selling it. I'll give you an example. One of the really great things to sell your product through a short form video is some sort of a product comparison, right? Because you guys listening, you are all uh, small business owners. And I guarantee that the product that you've got from majority of you is so much more boutique and niche than whatever is being sold in Kmart, right? Because otherwise you would not be in this show. You would not be listening, right? And so, so the one of the easiest way to essentially sell your product through short for videos is just to do a simple product comparison in a fun way. Like, you know, you can even just take your phone and just throw in, like, hey, this is the generic product and this is my product, right? Um, okay. So understanding how social media works, super important. Right now, the exposure where the, the social media platforms need, need us more than we need them. Right now, it's happening through short form videos. Now, the other beauty about the short form videos is that you can essentially replicate it on, on platforms, right? You can create a short form video and that same piece of content posted on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Pins Ideas, on YouTube Shorts, on TikTok. It's the same piece of content. But again, we've got to understand how these media work. Okay. Because they, for real, for the short form video, we're not always going to be getting the exposure. We are getting it right now. So what's giving you the sale is the content, not actually the exposure, if that makes sense.
0: Right. And I guess one of the more important things too, when you're doing that, I love repurposing content but don't repurpose the same content at the same time, at the same date, get like stockpile it. And you want to make sure that it, it goes out there, but stagger it because this is just what I found is that people see the same content on Twitter, on wherever they're going to start to unfollow you because you're putting out the exact same thing. And it's just like, it's just a, a bit of a, a, a trick and also, when you're doing this, put it into a queue. Just because somebody sees your uh, your product or your video once, doesn't mean they're going to see the, the post or the videos again, or, uh, that they've seen it in their timeline. So uh, I've been told this before by some people that uh, specialize in different forms of social media, that you always queue up your product. And they recommend and i'm talking about a variety of different people around seven times i don't know if you agree with that
2: i agree with the second one uh but if i if it's allowed on this show to argue with you i don't agree with the first one um and the reason why i don't agree with the first one which you know uh is not posting on the same day the same content is because in my personal opinion um one person cannot be in two places at once and typically they're not, uh, and you know, they're, um, for example, TikTok viewers tend to be highly addictive viewers. So they tend to be going back five, six, seven times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst Instagram viewers are, uh, tend to be a little bit more status driven, right? And they go in once a day and they look through the feed. And again, the Instagram viewer is slightly different to the Facebook viewer. So in my personal opinion, with the time that we've got, uh one of the reasons why the short form video is giving us exposure is on platforms like Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, and YouTube is precisely because TikTok has taken the viewership away, which means that those viewers that are viewing on TikTok are not coming back to Facebook. They are not coming back to Instagram. They are not coming back to Pinterest. They are staying on TikTok. So in my personal opinion, I, I think, but again, um, You know, again, like, obviously, you've got a different opinion. that, But in my my opinion, uh, we just want to make it easy for ourselves uh, Mm -hmm. because once we start overcomplicating which piece of content did I put where on which day, um, you know, for a small business owner and particularly if you're flying solo, like, I really think you should, like, none of us should be spending more than two hours per week and that's max, like, creating your content for every single day of the week.
0: I'll let you talk to Kelsey about that. <laughs> Maybe it'll loosen up some of his time. Okay, let's talk about number three.
2: Okay, so number three, um, we've got to understand how actually uh, how actually sales happen online. okay? So for example, last year, I was we had a live event and I was browsing for address. And I was actually going to a physical store, believe it or not, you know, because shopping centers just opened and I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to go in person. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, I am not the kind of person who would be buying designer dresses. Right. Because like in my mind, you know, I'm like, OK, how many ads can I buy for this? How many stuff can I buy for that? So I'm like, you know, when it comes to fashion, I would I would consider myself like relatively low spender, and. I was just passing a high-end store that normally I would never go in. And there was a girl who looked similar physique to me, but she was about 15 years younger and she was like rocking this dress. And I looked at her and looked back, looked at her, looked back. And I was like, I'm not going in, I'm not going in, I'm not going in. And I kept going and then I turned around and I went back to the store. Um, And surely... (laughs) Surely after half an hour, you know, uh trying it on and you know, her telling me how beautiful I look and uh taking pictures in the in the cabin, I'm like and looking at the price thing, I'm like, oh my god, like this is crazy, you know, sweating. Uh then calling my husband, <laughs> asking him for his opinion. He's like, what's Like you're asking if you're calling me for permission to buy a dress, this is like you're not that kind of person. And I'm like, Yeah, but I'm so scared because this is like such a crazy, like crazy amount of money. So anyway, surely enough, I ended up walking out um, with that dress. And I, and I love the dress. But yeah, it is, uh, it is the most expensive garment that I own. But um, where I'm going with this is it's essentially understanding what a shopping experience is, right? Because so many of us have gone to stores in you know, the physical stores. We tried things on. We were, um, you know, made feel great. We had our questions answered. We spoke to the retail um, assistant. And if they're a gun, you know, they can really like not just sell really great things to you, but um, obviously uh, absolutely with amazing stuff as well. And so we just got to understand how this experience can be replicated online. Because often, often what I find is that entrepreneurs, when it comes to their website, they forget that it's an actual person who wants to buy something and that it just becomes too technical. Hey, this is where I put my product headline and description. And this is where I installed this app and upsell cross sell, you know, and it just becomes so technical. It's just become so clickbaity that people are going to turn around and say, this is not for me. Right. So how can we turn around that experience and make it more like, actually, this is for me, this is for me, right? And um, one one of the things that I kind of want to point out is that, first of all, we've got to understand what that niche is, like who is your ideal customer? And this sounds so basic, but particularly business owners who are starting out, they don't want to miss out on anyone. And it's like, well, it's any woman over 18 years old, honey, it's not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your world. But if you're going to think that it's anybody over 18 years old, then it's not going to be easy to cut through. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Second thing is that, you know, again, making me think about that experience, like this sales assistant was answering all of my questions. And, you know, I was just firing the questions and she was answering all of the questions. And so, you know, one of the top reasons why, um, essentially shoppers come to your store, but they walk out without a sale is because you didn't answer that question. So there's this little hack you guys can use. um, And I'll give you a specific example with black jeans. Um, There is a couple of ways to do that. You can either go to a a page, answerthepublic.com, or you can just start tapping it into Google. So for example, and you can do this right now when you start typing black jeans, you will see that like the first five results. And if you go to answer the public, you will see that question being repeated over and over and over. It's like, why do my black jeans fade? How can I prevent my black jeans from fading? Uh, Are these black jeans going to fade? Are there any jeans out there that do not fade? So essentially people are really, uh, for any product, people are really concerned about one thing more than anything else and you've got to find out what the thing is and answer that on your on your product page because if you don't answer then they're going to be like well these black jeans look amazing but what if this is like a cheap piece of garment that had an amazing branding and it's gonna you know fade into weeks time so whatever that question is for you Guys, go and find out and make sure you do answer in your product page, because literally that is the difference between not making a sale and actually having a high value customer who's potentially gonna be coming back and back all the time.
0: Yeah, there is um, uh, another site out there too, an app called Phrase F-R-A-S-E. And uh, they do the same thing uh, like Answer the Public, but when you type in black jeans, they'll come up with blog articles that are number one in the categories and you'll get the content. So it'll do exactly the same thing. You know, why, uh, oh, something just happened there. Um, Anyways, um, just the the questions to ask, but in blog format. And then if you wanted to, you could take that content and write it into your blog. Uh, We're just towards the 30 minute mark here. And I just wanted to let everybody know that first, if you have any questions, throw them over uh, into the Mm -hmm. comment section. Secondly, we do have a giveaway today. And Sylvia, why don't you let everybody know about the giveaway today?
2: Yes. So the giveaway, uh, it's uh, essentially a strategy call for uh, your business, for your store. We're going to essentially map out where you are at and how to get you to your goal as fast as possible. So whether you're starting out or uh, you've been in the business for a while, or you're looking to scale, we're essentially going to look through uh, what are some of the untapped opportunities for yourself that you can start working on immediately.
0: I think that's a great giveaway, especially if you're an Amazon seller who's got an e-commerce store and you really haven't done any type of uh, work with it. Uh, This is a perfect call. Or if you're an e-commerce seller and just need help, what a perfect, you know, uh, uh, session or or giveaway to be able to talk to Sylvia directly. Okay, so if you're looking for that, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second chance to get that uh, giveaway today. And I think we need to go to one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Clear Ads. Looking to maximize your Amazon Ads ROI? Well, whether you need full service or just one or two services, ClearAd's Amazon advertising experts drive outstanding results across the Amazon marketplace. With over nine years of experience, their Amazon PPC managers have helped thousands of companies to drive down their cost of sales and scale up their revenue, profits, and orders. And with their unrivaled Amazon DSP expertise, ClearAds DSP services are tailored to your brand. You really can't go wrong. Get in touch today with ClearAds' dedicated team by visiting the link in the description or visiting clearads.co.uk. And remember, more sales, better ROI, incredible growth. Check out ClearAds today okay we're back and now we're moving on to number four
2: yes so number four and we already uh, touched up on that a little bit it's to go for the untapped shoppers right so going back to the fact that there is over eight billion searches per day on search engines and literally like over 98 percent of businesses are not going for those shoppers and the reason for that is because they think it's too hard um and you know one of the one of the reasons why um, entrepreneurs think it's too hard is because traditionally I've observed that most of us try to model somebody who is far ahead of us. Why? Because we don't know that we don't know the business that is just like one or two steps ahead of us. But that's right. really the business we should be modeling, right? So somebody who is far ahead of us, like. That's just, you know, modeling a brand that's selling um, 20, 30 million a day. That's not going to get you to where you need to go to. So what you want to look at instead is what is the territory that it's essentially a leftover from these guys? You know, there's different tools uh, you can use for that um, to give you uh, the numbers as to what the leftovers are. Um, you know, you can use SEMrush, you can use uh, Afrev, Ash, ashrefs you can use all different types of tools, uh, but essentially, what you want to do is like that example with um, with dresses. You know, rather than uh, go for the little black dress shopper, who is essentially that market is so saturated. Just go for the shopper who is looking for a niche product that only you have.
0: Now you know. You're talking. You probably um, don't know about this, but there was a um, uh, a video series that came out from Helium 10 called Project Zero or Project X, and uh-huh. they're doing oh, what really? you're saying. So there, this is for Amazon, but this applies right across the board. Where you might be oversaturated, and just a, a quick example, uh, a tortilla press. Okay, you're in Mexico, so there, a tortilla press. <laughs> so now you can get a, a, a metal tortilla press that anybody is selling, is an oversaturated market. But if you go and you, and this uh, is, Tim, Tim Jordan and I did this just on a call, and we, we looked um, we looked on Pinterest and we looked on Etsy, and we saw that, well, we did some research, and we saw that one of the longer tail keywords was a wooden tortilla press. Checked it out on Pinterest, Etsy. And sure enough, they were selling. They looked good. And we went on to Alibaba, found a supplier. And then, like Tim said, why don't we go to Mexico or South America? So it could, it, it's not made in China. We can actually sell this as a, an authentic uh, Latin American uh, tortilla press. And now this was just an example we did on our call. But it sounds like what you're talking about right now is just find something that has a niche or a sub niche, and there's a ton of those opportunities out there. So I think I understood you correctly.
2: Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, and and these opportunities are very easy to go after. I'll give you an example. Uh, recently, we um, worked with one of our customers who is in the fertilizer space, right? And it's like fertilizers that's not even so sexy. Um, And, you know, some of the untapped things had 37,000 searches every month, you know? And this is just one example. And so out of 37,000 searches, you know, literally all it required was, you know, forget new piece of content, like a tweak, it was, a, it was a simple tweak on the website that took less than 10 minutes. And like within a week, guys, within a week, they were on the first page. Boom.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Right? You know,
0: so. You're talking about simple tweaks. And this is another thing. Uh, and this is on an e-commerce site. But we had a, a person that came on to a, one of our brands. And they said, oh, you know what? If you don't mind me giving you a bit of advice, just do this. And so we installed a heat map and the heat map made a world of difference. We saw where people were going, what they were doing, what they were clicking on, what they were not clicking on. It was like, oh my gosh, we've got to change this. And just a simple tweak made a big difference.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So that's number four. We can move on to number five if you like.
0: Sure. Let's do it.
2: Oh, okay. So. Number five is a big one and very dear to my heart because, and we already talked uh, on that at the beginning, touched on that, is to build a chair that's got at least four legs, but ideally, you know, 10 or 100 mm. rather than just one. Mm. And, you know, I can tell you from my personal experience, you know, we went into e-commerce and for all of you guys who've been in the in the business for a while, 2020 was the most amazing year <laughs> for most of us. And uh, then 2021 hits uh, and, you know, all of, the, all of the changes in social media platform, all of the privacy changes. And in, um, in Europe, there were GDPR changes. Uh, California had privacy changes. All of the social media suddenly uh, introduced the privacy changes, follow up on the iOS 14 update. And, you know, our business was sitting on that one single point of failure, and that's called Facebook. And, you know, for a long time, that was working well because for a long time, uh, you know, traffic was cheap and it was precise and it got you really the shopper you were after. And then at some point, you know, that's the only like you've got. So you're trying to balance it and you're trying to hold on to it so, so, so hard. Right. And we were like trying to hold on to that. And, you know, suddenly you start seeing like, you know, for us, it was, a, it was a lot of money for a small business, you know, when you're seeing $15,000 just go like that off your bank account yeah. every, every single month, right? Um, but it's kind of like beating a dead horse, right? You had, you had a horse that was a winner and it was just going and going and you kind of like, it's almost like you had this horse and that horse is no longer the winner but you just don't believe that they're the winner anymore. And you just like keep putting money on it and beat the horse to death, you know. Uh, Sorry for that like dramatic (laughs) comparison. (laughs) But, uh, you know, for a small business, like for us, that really almost brought us to the ground, you know. And um, it was the time where we essentially promised to ourselves like, hey, we've got to ninjify this thing. Like, we've got to promise ourselves to, to be traffic ninjas. Our, our company was called something else before because we were like, if we don't figure this out, um, our customers won't figure it out either. And, you know, everybody's going to go um, uh, into a dark space. And so, uh, you know, seeing the money go out of your accounts, particularly when you worked years and years and years on building that out, and as a small business owner, you know, those guys who have uh, been in the game for a while and are looking at scaling, I, I am sure you know how it feels when you like all this time you've been, you know, hustling away and paying everybody else but yourself and you've got that, you've got uh, something that you've built up and suddenly you are about to lose that. So it was an extremely painful time for us, but it really taught us that, okay, we've got to build a chair that's got as many legs as possible, a minimum four, please. But as many legs as possible so that you can really keep balancing it as things going to be changing, because guess what? They've been changing. Like actually, when you look back at the history of e-commerce, they've always been changing, right? Even on Amazon, like, uh, you know, we had some small ventures on Amazon as well. Like even in Amazon, we got the slide last year. Uh, I think last year in July or something like that, the algorithm completely changed. And so that's really important, you know, to to understand how can you kind of spread it, kind of like an octopus, right? How can you get your fingers into as many parts as possible so that you are not dependent on that one uh, single point of failure Because one thing we realized was that actually, you know what? You don't have a business if you don't have something that you own on your, on, on your own. That's not your, your own, right. Right. That algorithm, we don't own that. We don't own that. And we never will. And, you know, when times are good, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of go away from that, you know, and we all just want to scale in that one thing. And we just want to, you know, keep going with it while it lasts. But, um, yeah, it can, completely, it can completely crush your business to the ground.
0: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. So, you know, being that one-legged stool, um, it doesn't work. It works for a short time. But if anything were to change, uh, it just doesn't work. And, you know, by mm-hmm. diversifying, and, and, and this goes for agencies as well. So, you know, you have an agency, and you've put 20, 80% of your effort into one client, and then they decide to bring it in-house, you're dead. Same thing with uh, if you have a brand and all of a sudden Amazon's saying, oh, you're suspended for some reason. Well, if you're not on, uh, uh, let's say it's a Pet, pet, uh, Chewy or Petco or PetSmart or any of the other retailers or um, Walmart, uh, the Walmart marketplace, you got to go a little bit wide. And even if it's, let's say it's Walmart right now. Maybe it's 10% of your business or 20% of your business. At least it's something to, to keep you going. We, we just found, I was talking to my partner over at Honu and he was talking about um, somebody that uh, is fairly well-known who opened up an eBay account and started selling uh, their returns that were absolutely fine, like they were brand new and they were just returns. And he was selling them on eBay, and he was making quite a bit of money on eBay. So I love eBay, by the way. Um, I'm a big fan of theirs, especially their new systems uh, that they have in place. They're no longer just the auction house. Uh, you can really, you can build a brand on eBay. But um, anyways, love what you're saying.
2: Uh, awesome. So that brings me to number six as well. So yep. first, we've got to... Um, first, we've got to be, build multiple legs on our chair. But sometimes when we essentially start growing our business, we kind of mistake, mistakenly take that for diversifying our business too much. So what do I mean by that? What do I, I mean, what, what I'm really saying is that we've got to focus on the main thing and keep the main thing the main thing. Now the reason why I'm saying that is because I have been, um, you know, a witness over the years of multiple, multiple brands who've grown really fast and then crashed and then yep. crashed really hard. And this typically happens, you know, I don't know how many uh, listeners here are in that kind of scaling stage of their business, but this typically um, happens when you start getting over the seven figures a year, and then you're like, okay, I'm seven figures a year. How am I going to grow it? further and past that and what typically happens is that business owners start creating a new line let's create a new line a new product and let's build a retail store and then you know let's do wholesale or you know let's build a coffee shop attached to the retail store right and the reason why they're doing that is because they have typically not built multiple like chair and so now they're looking for a different source of revenue. Mm. And unfortunately, what I've seen happen multiple times, and uh, you know, this is so, so, so sad when I saw that, um, was, and rather than focus on what is working, I would not even call it focus on what is working. I saw what you typed in the norm. I would call it like focus on the main thing, like keep the main thing, the main thing, right? That's what it's all about. Right. Because once you start focusing on put, bringing a new line, bringing a new line of business, then essentially you're gonna have your cash tied up in inventory and that is gonna be painful, okay? And then uh, and the reason for that is typically because your business is not necessarily growing with the shoppers, but it's growing by the different lines you are adding in. But guess what those different lines of business are costing you a lot of money, right? Even uh, getting our customers to buy back from us, it's amazing to have a repeat purchase rate of let's say 15, 18, 20%. It's amazing. But if your business is starting to go into the 25, 30% repeat purchase rate, then it's really focused on you bringing a new thing and a new thing and a new thing and a new thing. And that new thing is costing you a lot of money and it's tying up your cash. And that's not really what's going to grow your business. So... Keeping the main thing, the main thing is very, very important. And around that main thing, you know, whatever it is, whether, uh, you know, you are selling, uh, whether you are selling diaries or you're selling, um, you know, you have a sports store, whatever that is, uh, focusing on that online store rather than try to diversify with with different parts. So, you know, just one last thing I would like to touch upon that is that um, I've recently seen a business... <clears throat> And it's an, amaz- an amazing, an amazing, an uh, amazing female entrepreneur who has built her business from scratch uh, to over seven figures. But then she just wasn't able to grow through the main thing. So she she started to add different things to the line, to the point, to the point that every sale she was making was costing her so much money that she had to shut down the website. Mm. Okay, so like. What I'm really talking about here is the cash flow, like where is your money tied up? Like, is it tied up in you know the shipment that's just coming in? And unless you make all of these sales, you're not gonna be able to support your business, or is it actually tied up in getting the right shoppers to your store? Because there is a difference, right? Because right. if we can sell if we can sell more of the same products, it's gonna be so much more profitable than less of many different products
0: yep got it okay moving on to the last point
2: last point number seven so uh really running your business like a small business not as a corporate business right and uh again this seems like so obvious but (laughs) i have to admit guys like i've made this mistake big time and it cost me probably uh by now probably 100 grand uh we call it tuition fees. With my husband. Uh, You know, it really has been a very expensive university. But anyway, we learned a lot and we learned a lot of life skills and business skills, which is fantastic, and grown to be better people uh, through that. Um, So, what you want to start focusing on is actually not on sales, but on getting paid. Okay, so that, that is the big difference because once you are focusing on the main thing that we talked about before, uh, you then need to start understanding, okay, I'm focusing now on main, the main thing and growing my business, but then what is my break-even point, right? So lots of business owners don't understand what is their break-even point, and when they start growing and scaling, they believe, and I used to believe this as well, like, hey, we've got to get all of these helpers, we've got to get all of these employees on board, and this is the going rate, you know, the going rate is $20 or $25 or $30 an hour, uh, you name it. Uh, instead of turning that around, and, and I guess I, I made this mistake and my husband together, we made this mistake because we had a corporate background, right? And I don't know what's the, uh, what's the saying in Canada or the US, but in Australia, people say, you know, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And we really used to believe that, right? Because this, this was the corporate saying, like, we've got to be paying the market rate to get the great people. But when you start looking back some some of for some, on some of the greatest entrepreneurs out there, like, for example, Elon Musk, you know, he's got the best people on the planet and he didn't get them by paying the most. He got them because they were enthusiastic and want to learn about the topic that he was offering them, right? And so, mm-hmm. therefore, what I would suggest to you uh, is not running your business like corporate, like we did, and it costs us a lot and a lot of money, but focus on getting paid first. So, first of all, it's like, Okay, I'm, I'm predicting I'm going to make all of these sales uh, this month. So what is it that I'm putting aside uh, to get paid? And only from what's left, when I need somebody for 20 hours a week, how much can I actually afford to pay that? And you know what? Surely enough, once we change that approach, surely enough, we found people who were amazing at what they were doing. And, uh, you know, for, uh, for one reason or another, they, were, they wanted to work with us in those conditions, you know. And I'm definitely not talking about not treating your people well and not, um, you know, not, not paying them a fair, fair wage. But what you want to understand as a small business owner is that unless you put the oxygen mask on yourself first, then nobody's going to breathe. There's not going to be any oxygen for anybody, right? And um, yeah, for me, I feel like I really had to Learn this the hard way. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, no, hundred uh, percent agree with everything that you're saying. Now, there, the, there are some exceptions. Like uh, we just had Tomer Rabinovich on, and he actually he used to hire and train from the bottom up. He would go and he would get somebody, and he would he would pay peanuts. And I and I was on the opposite side. And I would pay a lot more, but he would say, yeah, I I put them under my wing. I would train them. But the problem with doing that is that when you start to scale, like you were talking about, and uh, we call it uh, crossing the chasm, you can't do it. And so he has just changed. He was just on the podcast and he said, nope. He says, uh, when I've restructured the company, I got completely away from that. And now what I do is I go out and I find really good people that can just you know just run it themselves, I, and he pays a lot more, but it's well well worth it. So that's just a uh, you know just, just putting that out there.
2: Yeah, and I, I agree with that too. Um, it's again what level you are at and what is it that you can yeah. afford. In fact, right? uh, and um, it's you know I'm not saying to to pay the highest rate in the market or the lowest rate on the market but <clears throat> is to pay something that you can afford as a business and that's going to bring you ROI right because that's that's what it's all about i think
0: right and that's another thing so you know when you when you bring on somebody you you really have to create a plan and uh, like i'll 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 talk to our team and we need a plan and if i can have a plan for sales marketing, a simple business plan. Then I can, I, I can roadmap everything. If I'm just going off the top of my head. Now, if this is just a side hustle, no problem. I still would plan it out it's the type of person I am. But, um, uh, if you're doing this as a business, write a bloody plan, because you won't know how to get to your end goal. If you don't have that, that's yeah, my nugget exactly. for the day. So, okay so i think that's it kelsey uh we could go to the well first of all before we go to the questions we have a few questions here uh we've got a great giveaway so sylvia is going to be uh uh, having a call with anybody uh today with uh with either their e-commerce store or if you're driving traffic to your e-commerce store, you know how can you benefit from it? She's an expert at this, so uh, by doing that, you're going to be having a, one great call. Uh, so if you're looking at uh, getting into the giveaway, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you will be entered. Uh, now let's get into let's get into the questions, Kelsey. All right,
1: so um, we were talking about phrase for a little bit. Um, that software, uh, and Tony is asking, are you using AI software like Jasper.ai?
2: For, um, to mind for the phrases?
1: Um, this would be in terms of, like, I guess, copy, or um, are you using any AI softwares?
2: Not necessarily. So the softwares that we use are mainly for analytics softwares. So again, it's, um, you know, about... Uh, I guess, simplifying it, right? So not, you know, I don't know much about your business, Tony, obviously, I don't know anything about your business. What do you mean specifically by that? But the software uh, we use to understand what is the untapped um, are simple things that, you know, literally can take a few minutes. Like uh, as I I mentioned, Samrush, for example, is one of them. AsherX is another one uh, that you can use. So there's plenty of tools out there that are super simple.
0: Yeah. With, uh. With SEM Rush, uh, they do like when you when you have the service, they'll actually have some questions there about the keywords you put in. But uh, Tony for Jasper, yeah, Jasper's good, Phrase is great, Word AI is 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 fine. Um, I like a combination of Jasper and uh, Phrase, but and I this is a big but, I don't use them for my overall like i put out high 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 end quality so i'm driving traffic over there people that look at my articles are 1500 word 2500 word done to a t perfect and that's people that i pay a lot of money to then there are articles that come out that might be a little bit less Or it might be a post, or it might be something that I could use the AI for. But just remember, in this last Google uh, update, I believe, um, if you take a look, they know AI. And they know when you're posting tons of AI. And they also know when you have really high quality content. So remember, Google wants relevant content. And if it's good quality content, you'll get way more bang for your buck. But it comes back to what we were talking about. You know, if you pay for it, it's going to come back tenfold.
2: Yeah, it's really about humans to humans, right? Yeah. Rather than trying to game it, uh, you know, any kind of word dumping, I don't think that that works anymore.
0: No, not right now anyways. I could get more sophisticated later on, but it, it is still fine. I still use it. I still use Jasper and I still use uh, Phrase. And, uh, you know, the guys from Phrase have been on here and, uh, you know, I like it for what it's worth.
2: I need to check it out. Thank you for the suggestion.
1: No problem. Okay. Our next question is from Connor Uh, Should we have a trademark in place before posting pictures of the product on social media?
2: That is a great question. So, and I'm gonna make a huge assumption here, a huge assumption. And uh, Connor, if this is not you, then please forgive me. But my huge assumption is that um, you're probably relatively new to the industry. And what we found is that uh, people who are entrepreneurs who are the most worried about trademark uh, and the most worried about you know, somebody stealing their idea are entrepreneurs who haven't really started properly just yet, right? So again, I don't know what your um, product is, right? It could be something, some super niche technology, and you might be worried that it's gonna uh, that it's gonna be stolen out there. But really, if you are just talking about social, putting things out there on social media, any exposure is gonna be a great exposure for you. So. Um, yeah, again, like this is the number one objection we get from people who haven't started yet. They are so, so, so afraid that somebody is going to steal their idea that they just aren't worried to put it out there. But guess what? Uh, you know, in two years' time, somebody else is going to run with your idea and you're going to say, hey, I had that idea first. But guess what? They marketed it.
1: Yeah. All right. Next. Okay. And- um, uh, we've got a question from cool hand. We got two parter. So, uh, from first part, what would you say is the best way to get traffic in the first place is it email, social media. You may have answered this already, but I missed the beginning. I, I know both are effective and then part two, uh, if your email, if email is your choice, what have you found is the best way to grow an email list?
2: Okay. So going back to the first question, <clears throat> obviously. Uh, when you are looking to grow your business, email is not the thing you start with because email list, like, how shall I put this? Like having an email list already presumes that you already had traffic to your store. If you're looking to purchase an email list, I personally have never seen a great ROI on that. Uh, And in fact, um, you know, I've observed many, many tests over the years where, Entrepreneurs have purchased an email list of hundreds of thousands of uh, emails that were supposed to be their ideal customer um, and paid a ton of money for that. And guess what? It wasn't their ideal customer. Mm. So, uh, first of all, you've got to look at the shoppers, right? Like, where are your shoppers hanging out? Like, if um, your shoppers are hanging out on social media, then yes, I would start with that but I would start only with one specific thing on social media and that's the short form video. I personally would not be wasting my time on, uh, you know, trying to whip the sales through methods that don't work. Like, um, you know, there was a big update on groups. Like I've seen so many people just go to groups and manually like I'm whipping sales, but that's not how you're gonna grow an online store, right? So this is not, uh, this is not kind of like, giving away your business cards business. This is not, um, you know, one-on-one sales. Like you don't have a, it's not a market stall that you've got somewhere on a farmer's market. It's an online store where you've got to drive the right shoppers, right? Because what you've got to remember is that even a great conversion rate, uh, you're going to get probably three sales out of hundred quality shoppers. And that's a great result. Right. So first of all, I would be looking at what can you do with short form video that's super simple. Um, And by doing that, you get to understand what does your market want. And you also get to understand better what's your brand about. So I would be starting there because that's literally there is no barrier to entry. And very quickly, when you do that daily, and I need you guys to commit to doing this daily. When you do that daily, you will very quickly learn what works and what doesn't and then you can start venturing into into other sites now email you ask also about the email the second part of question like how, what's the best way to grow your email list best way to grow your email list is really to have a simple pop-up window on your on your page that's really the most simplest but most effective way of doing that right and you are ideally looking at least uh, you know 3 three to five people from every 10 visitors to give you their email address. But first of all, you've got to get those shoppers into your store.
0: Right. Okay. very good. Kels? Okay, so I think that's it. Oh, I saw one that came through. Yeah,
1: Yeah. um, from Greg, I heard Post-Purchase Pro uh, were great for email list building. I think Norm uses them, but haven't heard him write a review or talk about them yet.
2: okay what do you guys mean by post purchase can you be a oh it's a it's a company
0: uh yeah Ah, it's an email list building uh they're a company they're they're actually the next commercial that kelsey's gonna be hitting the button on but (laughs) but anyways uh there are they are a company that we are using um we've been uh just recently we've been we've finally Uh, just did something with our podcast. And did we see results? Yes. We've got a bunch of emails back um, just recently from them Uh, as for going forward for a product like an e-commerce product or uh, an Amazon product. uh, Again, I think that it, it, it would be very good to give it a shot. They're very inexpensive for a uh, do it yourself program. And depending on the overall uh, purchase, the the stats that are coming from pro- post-purchase Pro is that uh, you're getting roughly around uh, 40% extra dollars uh, top-line revenue uh, from uh, just going back to repeat customers. So that's what they're focusing on is building up that email list, finding out who your repeat customers are, and then targeting those repeat customers. So... Does it cost? Absolutely, it, it costs some money, but it's not out of this world to, to help you build that email list. So, and they have a few other things happening too. So, I, yeah, I would I would recommend it. It's not for everybody. It's not for every product, but just uh, talk to the guys over there.
2: Awesome, I have to check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll hear more about it in a second when Kelsey hits the uh, the button. But uh, anyways, so if you want to get in to the giveaway today, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you will uh, get entered twice. Kelsey, is there anything else before we go to the uh, sponsorship?
1: Yes, we have one more thing. Uh, oh. Sylvia, how do people get a hold of you? if they're Oh, I think that's important contacting you or learning more about your services?
2: Uh, Great question. So you can go to thetrafficninjas.com forward slash links. So I think you guys have the URL there. If you can pop it on the screen, that would be fantastic. So it's thetrafficninjas.com forward slash links. Uh, Just get in touch and we will love to talk to you. Trafficninjas.com links. Awesome. Or you can also just go to our website, thetrafficninjas.com.
0: All right. Very good. So Kelsey, uh, hit the button, please. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you, real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. My friends, Sean Hart and Seth Stevens co-founded Post Purchase Pro after launching over a thousand successful private labeled products, growing 53 brands, and get this, exiting 17 businesses. Post-Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their are nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at PostPurchasePro.com slash lunch. There we go. Post Purchase Pro. <laughs> All right. So I think it's that time, Kels.
1: It is. All right, everyone. Here is the wheel, of Kelsey. It's time
2: for the wheel of Kelsey.
1: All right. So thank you again, everyone who entered. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. We had a couple people come in late last time. Okay, perfect. So I think we have everyone. Uh, we do this every single podcast. So if you are interested in, or if you didn't end up winning today, come back Monday and you can win again. So here we go. Please email me Kate at lunch.com. If you are the winner. And it looks like.
0: Very, that's a first time winner.
2: (laughs) Very topical. For us, anyway. There <laughs> really <we> go. <laughs> All
1: right. All right. So congratulations, Taco community. Again, that's k at lunchwithnorm.com. And um, reach out to me, and we'll connect you with
2: Sylvia. And I love the you wheel, by the way. That. that was amazing. Oh, thanks.
0: All right. So stick around, uh, Sylvia. We'll be talking to you in a second. Thank you for coming on. It was awesome uh, giving us those seven pointers. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on to expand on one of those seven. So we'll see you later.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Great to be here. Thank you. Talk soon.
0: All right, everybody. So thank you. Sorry again for running late. Uh, Cotton traffic coming back on. Canada's holiday, it's Thanksgiving here, so there was just tons of traffic going to cottage country today. It's a little bit late getting started, but uh, appreciate everybody uh, coming and listening live. Um, Kelsey, do you have anything to say?
1: Yeah, I have a couple things, actually. Um, so I threw this over to our YouTube channel, this question. Um, this is something that we're thinking about doing. But basically, um, we're thinking about posting edited podcast videos up to our YouTube channel Um, this would be in place of the live videos Um, so there would still be live videos available uh, on the Facebook channel so this is something that we might be playing around with testing Um, so if for some reason you can't find our videos our live videos on YouTube um, just make sure you're checking on Facebook we're not sure not sure when we're going to start doing this but it's just the test that we're doing um, and testing out or our sake for the algorithm seeing if we can reach more people um, possibly with these posted videos and also it shortens the video makes it a little bit nicer to listen to um more to the point so um just something we're playing around with let us know if that is something you hate you love that you want to see more of, or uh, or if you have any other suggestions about the podcast and how to improve it on our side we're always looking to see what we can do and also With Greg's question about uh, doing reviews about post-purchase pro, we've also been thinking about doing reviews on different services, different softwares, and if that would be of interest to you, do you, listeners, do you want Norm to start reviewing these products, these services for you? Um, And we can do a YouTube video or a series um, and post and give you our feedback, our insights into it. Uh, let us know if that's of interest. Yeah, to one you. of
0: the one of the things that we were even talking to our team about is like every week, every week, like this is just something I do. This is one of my hobbies, I guess, is learning how to become more productive. So it might be using the Google's group tab in Chrome, or it might be, you know, just different shortcuts that you can use. Um, we're We're doing this with our team right now and just, you know, trying to work back and forth. If you're interested, maybe I'll do some short videos uh, about apps as well as how to become more productive throughout your day using shortcuts or just doing something a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, give us your feedback
1: on that. All right. So Marsha says, yes, unbiased reviews would be excellent. Thanks for the great thought. Yes, thank you. So, for example, for Phrase maybe, for Zonguru, Seller Tools, we could do all these different kind of uh, reviews and let you know what we think. Um, so yeah, just a couple things we have up our sleeves that we're thinking about, um, just wanna let you know. But of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, which I'm sure you did make sure you smash those like buttons, give us a thumbs up, uh, and also join our lunch with norm Facebook group. That is lunch with norm, Amazon FB and e-commerce collective. That's different than the Facebook page. Um, so the Facebook group is actually the community. You can hang out with us, ask questions um learn from the experts in the group it's a great place to connect with people and uh, if there's any discounts anything that we can give to you guys any events happening that's where we place all the information there so make sure you join that and um I think that's that, it that's it um again don't forget to check out um Sylvia's website uh, show some love to her that's the traffic ninjas the traffic com slash links um And uh, yeah, I think that's
0: it. All right. So join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everybody, for being part of the community, especially this late, late, late podcast. Uh, Anyways, we love our community. Please join us uh, at the Facebook group if you'd like to join. That would be awesome. We'd love to see you. And we will see you on Monday. And happy Thanksgiving to you Canadians lunch of lunch of